0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our People Podcast. It's sweet. Today, I have a very special guest, Vadim Bosko, Master of All Trades. Vadim, how's it going? You want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Vadim. I own Hodina a watch company, and uh, live in the Bellevue area here. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to, to be on here with you. And thanks to Vlad here for speaking up for the Slavic people and creating these full cool conversations with local Slavic. Uh, so, so yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time.
0: Yeah, of course. I'd love to do an entire episode just in Ukrainian. Um, <laughs> but then I think I'd have to like change a bunch of settings and a lot of people wouldn't understand. So we're just yeah. going to keep it to English. Um, nice. Yeah. So so for those of you that don't know, uh, Vadim is the uh, proud owner of Hodina Watch Co. Vadim, tell me a little bit about what made you want to get into watches.
1: Yeah, so specifically watches. Um, I'd have to kind of give credit to my dad not kind of, but but for sure, give credit to my dad. Um, so growing up around my dad, um, he's a watch specialist since he was 18, um, mm-hmm. way back in Ukraine. Um, so he started doing that in Ukraine as you know, an 18 year old and brought that basically to the US. But uh, it kind of inspired me to approach watches as a designer. Um, I was surrounded by watches as a, like a huge portion of my childhood. And mm-hmm. my preschool bus used to drop me off at my dad's shop, where I kind of nice. observed my dad working. And uh, take naps on a couch he had in the back so uh, kind of later just began collecting watches restoring vintage watches and um, until this day my dad actually still has a shop in Auburn uh, I don't know if anybody knows it's BVP watch and clock repair and uh, nice. it's pretty much like 25 years that he's been there so it's wow it's crazy it's like 95 I think was when he opened um, yeah and then in my early 20s I had this crazy idea of like what if I could create something of my own Um, Well, better than something I was already passionate about. You know, I was surrounded by watches growing up around my dad. Um, And then kind of going back and forth between just doing research, finding suppliers for a few years, um, Mm -hmm. decided to take a risk and produce, you know, one of my first samples, which was the V-Watch Co., kind of our Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. OG watch. Um, So, yeah, and then I started just sketching kind of new concepts on paper and thinking about kind of where else I wanted to take the business. and. Um, I definitely, yeah, I'd, I'd say I owe credit to my dad for, you know, inspiring me to pursue kind of creating a watch watch brand. Um, we're definitely a micro brand. We're not what sometimes people think we are, you know, so.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, it is it's definitely something unique. Uh, I, I don't know anybody else who has created their own um, <laughs> yeah. watch or, or let, own, let alone even their own, um, you know, product of any kind. Um, so Vadim, definitely a very talented guy, designer, businessman, businessman um, thank you. You, you also work at, you also work at amazon right so that's yeah, like your your, your primary job yeah right right yeah. <laughs> um so tell me a little bit about uh behind the scenes of hodina so you guys um i'm on your website it's it's one of my favorite websites by the way you guys have a lot of products mm, now so, more you've expanded beyond just watches i see you know rings um phone case you got a t-shirt um tell me a little bit about what the uh Processes kind of like because i know you guys you're not just uh at one point you mentioned um before we we got on this podcast uh white label so um Mm -hmm. white label for those that don't know is like a product that's already made and it's just ready for people to put their logo on and they can sell it right yeah you don't do that though you do it from start to finish from design to packaging to shipping right yeah exactly so tell us a little bit tell me a little bit about uh all of that
1: yeah so Yeah, like you said, it's not, you know, it's not a white label product, meaning like we would actually create the case mold of the watch from scratch. So That Mm -hmm. means designing the contours, designing the strap length, the strap holes, kind of the materials, the usage there, and kind of just how it's shaped and formed and adhered and put together. So um, there's a lot of tolerances between kind of the movement and the watch case and how the watch hands sit um, and kind of the distance Mm -hmm. from the watch hands to the glass. And I mean, we could just go into details more and more, but basically, yeah, it's a technical drawing. Uh, it's an engineering drawing, is in other words, is kind of how you could say it. But yeah. what we, what I kind of do at first is I sketch out the concept on paper um, to kind of have a visual representation of what the watch would look like. I put it into digital, mm-hmm. uh, a digital illustration to kind of start portraying the different angles of the watch. Um, and then I'm always kind of thinking about how I could keep things minimal yet attractive. Um, so eventually, kind of when I get down to a design that I feel like represents kind of my style, it has like smooth contours, which kind of our new Oslo watch has right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I start sharing kind of those illustrations, just those initial illustrations before we even get into the engineering drawing um, side. I just share those initial drawings or sketches um, with my dad, with fans, kind of with prospective designers um, to start gathering feedback on like, you know, what I should produce, what they think, um, things like that. I've even posted like questions on or surveys on Instagram just to start getting feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I kind of know what the visual is going to look like, um, you know, I create a technical sheet of measurements, materials kind of to further the process. And I basically work with my suppliers on that technical CAD drawing. Um, the cool thing is right. uh, with my suppliers, they actually are able to do a lot of the CAD drawings for me. Um, mm-hmm. So basically now that I know the outside dimensions of the watch, I know what the contour, the shaping, everything's kind of drawn out. Um, we basically go back and forth on this CAD drawing to go over tolerances, details, kind of how the strap's going to fit. So it's a lot of collaboration with my suppliers on the very like technical side. Um, but basically, yeah, the prototyping phase, like once we already have the engineering drawing, the prototyping phase takes about forty-five days so for me to just have a physical watch in hand of wow. maybe okay. this initial concept. Yeah, um, and then yeah, basically once I get that prototype, you know, I wear the watch, share it with kind of share it with friends, let them look at it, kind of check it out. Any other designers I know in the area, I kind of meet with and, and review the design with. Uh, my dad, obviously, I show him the watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so
0: what is what does he think of the whole business of of the fact that you own your watch company does does he because I know a lot of like like my parents for example they're they're business people and they're like never yeah, go yeah. to business get get a job <laughs> at a corporation and go work there yeah. so a lot of parents maybe don't want the same for their kids but what what does your dad uh, think of think of Hoena
1: yeah, he's actually really proud, um, and I think that's a really cool thing with uh, just kind of how my dad's been towards all of it. I think at first, you know, he was a little bit skeptical because it's just like, right. well, you're spending all this money. What are you doing? You're trying to. Sure, <laughs> I can see that you're trying to like you know, do something with watches, and I appreciate that. But you know, you're throwing all this money away at these watches, and mm. and he thinks it's cool, but it, it, it does kind of sound like almost a, like a like a dream, like this big idea of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start a watch company. So at first, my dad and my parents and family. We're kind of skeptical, you know, but then as things progressed, they were like, "Wow, this is cool." And then like until we got into like our second or third watch design, my dad was like, "Wow, these are really well made," and he was like, "Man, right. they're you know five ATM waterproof resistant," um, and, and basically like, yeah, he'd look over like the specs, he'd take apart the watch and be like, "Wow, this is this is good," and like he'd continue giving me advice um, until now we're like on our fifth or sixth watch design. I can't even keep count now, but yeah, <laughs> we've refined wow. the process like a lot and. Yeah, our latest Oslo watch and that mini watch to kind of share the similar case design, but mm-hmm. I'm really proud of kind of how far that's came and where it's at now. Um, but yeah, so my dad's proud of it.
0: If for anybody listening who doesn't know what Hodina stands for, uh, it means hour or time in Ukrainian. Uh, it's, it's pronounced Hodina, but you know, in English, people say Hodina, of course. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that that's really good. Uh, family support is like the biggest thing that anybody could have. I oh, mean, yeah, especially sure. as you, you know, you continue to progress, you. Um, gain a little more confidence and you, you know, continue to kind of push mm-hmm. the boundaries. So totally. Um, what what has been the most rewarding part of your business? Because you have, like I said, you have uh, really well-designed minimalist uh, watches and other products too. Um, but what's been sort of the most rewarding part of the business for you? The, I mean, you've been in business for about
1: six years. Yeah. So since 2014, that's kind of when we yeah. launched. But yeah, I'd say the most rewarding part for me has been Just doing something I'm passionate about. You know, it's like not everybody has that opportunity. We have, you know, a lot of kind of nine to five people, and Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of a nine to five type of person too. But yeah, um, me too. (laughs) You know, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I think the cool thing with you know having a business like this is you're doing something you're passionate about. Get to approach kind of everything you do as an opportunity, not you know like an obligation. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's definitely my creative outlet. So I feel like I can wake up, you know, one morning with a new idea and then kind of just implement it the next day. Like I don't need to, you know, get approvals from my manager (laughs) or something like that. So it feels nice to create something of, of my own and be able to share it with the world. Um, so I think there's definitely something special. I think a lot of people could align with that. You know, there's a lot of businesses popping up and I meet with kind of people opening up and starting businesses and they ask me a lot of questions too. And I feel like that's the one thing I notice is that people are really excited about, starting something of their own and like Mm -hmm. putting their passion putting their why behind it
0: yeah I mean that's kind of that's the reason for this podcast. I mean yes, it is to interview people, but it's just something I've wanted to do for a long time, and so Mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah, Um,
1: and props to you for doing this. This is really cool.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Um, What has been so? Then uh, obviously, you know, it's been it's been a rewarding business to have something that you've made that you can physically hold in your hands and be like, "I did this." You know, Mm -hmm. Um, what's what's been the the hardest part of running the business? The most challenging part?
1: Yeah, Uh, the most challenging part for me. Uh, I'd say it's like the manufacturing process. I think I talked about that briefly, but there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of technical details. So having all the right materials, tolerances, the dimensions, you know, the strap, the case, and kind of how it sits on your wrist. Basically, you know, the manufacturing side has a lot of costs and the lead times and kind of the back and forth and uh, making sure that everything launches in like a timely manner. You know, that's, that's definitely something that's been a challenge. Um, so that's something that I think the more my relationship with my suppliers grows, that is, is getting refined and more established, mm-hmm. but it's just, sometimes there's a lot of unpredictable things with lead times of, you know, the design. There's just so many aspects to it. So,
0: yeah. So now you guys don't, I mean, you don't have a, a physical retail location. Um, how do you market the, the watch in your company? How do you, how do you do all of that without, yeah. without like a physical retail presence?
1: I mean, we primarily market everything on Instagram. Um, That's kind of like our number one, I think, source uh, Mm -hmm. is Instagram, but not just, you know, Instagram, other social media platforms like Fancy, which is kind of like Pinterest. It's like shoppable pins kind of thing. We also have a few design blogs um, like Hey Gents. Uh, There's a store called Opumo based in Europe. We have, you Mm -hmm. know, a minimalissimo shop. Um, We have a few actually wholesalers, like we have a a store in South Korea that actually does sell our watches physically. Oh wow! Okay. Um, There's an online shop based in Denmark, Up to Style. Um, They're actually good friends of ours. We were in Denmark recently and got to visit and hang out with them, so it was really cool. Um, Yeah. We also have in Hong Kong. There's a shop selling our watches. Um, There's a few stores here in the U.S. as well. Um, And you
0: have done pop-ups too, right? With uh, we've done pop-ups here here in the
1: area, like in, in a few coffee shops locally, Third Culture. Uh, we were going to do a few more. We've done a few in Seattle, kind of like creative uh, spaces uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly social media. Just we try to keep things more kind of low-key. I'm not trying to like, you know, make this brand like some kind of huge, you know, might like massive brand. We're, we're more of a micro brand and I'm trying to stick to kind of keeping the, you know, why behind what we do to being, you know, just us being passionate about kind of this craft, limited edition batch watches, things yeah. that are, you know, very intentional, very simple, very just the aesthetic matches, you know, my personality. It, it's basically everything that I enjoy that I love, like in a product. And it's something I, you know, create for myself. So um, we don't do too much marketing. It's something, you know, I probably should do a little more of, but it's kind of where we're at right now.
0: As it goes. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've done a good job already. I think uh, I'm, I'm just looking at your Instagram page for for the watch company. You have 8,800 followers Uh, you got so many cool photos every time I see uh, if I'm like on Instagram and like the explore page and I see something with a watch in it I'm like that's probably a Hadina watch and you know 99% of the time it is Um, so you have these you know really beautiful um, minimalist photos like this could be uh, you know for designers who are looking for inspiration they could like come here and this would be inspiration for them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not, not, even, not even the whole fact that you actually sell these things, which is, which mm-hmm. is also really cool. Um, so you do most of this work yourself, right? You do like a lot of the photography. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people like influencers, um, you know, tag you and you're in that. But you do all of the, the primary photography yourself, right? Uh,
1: not necessarily, no. There's a, a few kind of hit or miss photos that I do. Um, I think most of the photography okay. now going forward I'm doing. Um, there yeah. is, you know, we work with like Yuri Manchik for photography. A lot of people mm-hmm. in the Seattle area know who he is. Um, so we've done a lot of great photos with him. So that's been good. We also collaborate with people through Instagram. Um, there's a guy like in Indonesia we've worked with for a while, but he does just a lot of the cool photos you see on our page um, mm-hmm. for most of his shots. Um, and he goes by the account Falzoo. Um, oh, okay. Handle. Yeah, I've seen and that one. And yeah. a lot of like the recent, like the kind of the men's lifestyle shots and uh, yeah. So he's done a great job. And there's um, like a girl in Australia, Michaela Taylor, um, which is really cool, really just good at what she does. They're very, I mean, these people didn't really start with having these huge followings, but they're just so good at what they do. So I kind of collaborate with those types of people. Um, they provide content for me and, and so it goes a long way, you know, building those relationships. Um, but I do, yeah, I do take photos myself as well. So you'll see some photos yeah. in here that are mine. Um, and
0: you do have your wife in, in some of them as well. So yeah got to yeah.
1: utilize your resources, you know perfect if we yeah, had exactly. if we had kids we'd maybe make baby watch kids watch you know <laughs> hey, I would <laughs> definitely
0: be I'd be the first one on the list for like a baby watch a, a minimalist <laughs> or a, a toddler. Minimalist
1: toddler watch
0: yeah, yeah, that's awesome it. um so what do you think um I mean that obviously a lot of people uh like you said we do the nine to five uh we we have some kind of you know side hustle if you will mm-hmm. um <laughs> If if there's somebody who is a, you know, within the Slavic community who is thinking about starting a business, um, whether it's, uh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people obviously own businesses in construction. But yeah. if they are trying to start a business where they are making a product of some kind, what would you say, like, what advice would you give somebody who, who's trying to do something like that?
1: Well, I mean, we talked about, like, white label products and kind of there being, like, I don't know if we mentioned this, but there's just a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of things out mm-hmm. there already, so... I'd say the biggest, like, first thing you want to identify is like, what's your why? Like, why are you doing this? You know, don't just start something for the sake of starting it. If, if yeah. you feel like this product or something you want to launch is something that uh, has a very, like, unique approach, then go for it, you know, but there's so many watches out there. Sometimes I'd even question, like, why did I start this watch company? There's so many watch companies out there. Like, am I really trying to make a dollar off this? I think at first I was kind of like, maybe I could make some money. At a point I'm at now, is like, you know, I'm okay just keeping this as a hobby and just a passion Um, but yeah I'd say know your why and then you do your research as well there's so many resources out there nowadays like we have you know the World Wide web that has everything in the world on it Um, so basically (laughs) you could uh, you know go to YouTube University you could go to uh, you know Google and Google just about anything about you know suppliers and finding suppliers it's obviously a lot of trial and error Um, Mm -hmm. but I'd say I'd say know your why Um, I'd say also surround yourself with people that are business minded like if you want Mm to DM me go for it you know um, if you have questions about starting a business, a product tech business, or um, just want help with the website or help with kind of just some social media stuff, people are totally okay with you. I mean, like, it's not going to hurt for you to just reach out and, and say, hey, like, just have a few questions. Would you like to, to schedule a, like a coffee chat or something, you know, a, that mm-hmm. doesn't hurt. Um, and the third thing I'd say is like, act, like, don't be afraid to act on what you're passionate about. Like when you know your why when you've surrounded yourself with the right people, I'd say act like don't be afraid to to execute. Like a lot of times, you know, we're, we can be as humans, like good at just talking about things and spending too much time going back and forth. And, and there's a lot of naysayers out there too. Um, yeah, yeah, And we have a lot of distractions tagging, uh, tugging at our focus. Um, but I'd say just create a to-do list of like three things you really need to do to accomplish this business idea um, and just put your focus on that. And like when you focus, you make things happen. I'm always thinking about like what I could do next as far as creating something that's needed not just creating you know another product um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of on my mind and who knows maybe i could get into furniture design
0: well hey <laughs> i definitely look forward to that there's a lot of really bad furniture out there so
1: sorry i was going to say if any construction owner or business person wants to collaborate and build my furniture for me i'll design it for you we could start a business <laughs> and uh who knows where that could go
0: <laughs> there you go well thanks yeah i mean where where can we uh, where can people learn more about um Hodina?
1: Yeah, so our website is hodinawatches.com. Um, and on there right now, we actually have a 20% off code uh, with the code "Stay Safe." So 20% off basically everything on our store, from our watches to our rings, phone cases. Wow. Um, we have these really cool minimalist wallets. Um, and we have kind of ladies and men's products in here, so it's mixed.
0: Yeah, be sure to um, also uh, check out Hodina's uh, Instagram page. It's hodina.co, H-O-D-I-N-A dot C-O great resource for a lot of inspiration of course they do sell watches so be sure to check them out um thank you vadim for being on the podcast today i really appreciate it
1: yeah, thank you Vlad. appreciate it as well yeah
0: and uh thanks to all our listeners um stay safe during this time uh you heard it here first vadim Bashko, owner of adina oh, watchco um we'll see you guys next time goodbye I'm watching you